Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russ, and thank you for joining me. <coughs> Happy Wednesday, hump day. Let's go, baby. My wife was uh, having contractions this morning, and we sat around and waited, kind of went away. So I'm on my way to Muay Thai, but I got my phone turned all the way up just in case. Would be a month early, which is exactly what Ada did. So this little bean needs to stay in there and cook longer. You know what I mean? Can't be doing this month early stuff all the time. It's ridiculous. I want to wait for my parents to be up here. So my parents are coming up for like three weeks in March, and that's going to be a major help for obvious reasons with two brand new children. Um, so... <laughs> Let's see what happens today, man. I hope she stays cooking in there a little longer. My wife has already lost, you know, it's a disgusting phrase, it's mucus plug. Um, I hate it so much. But my wife's already lost part of that. I don't know if she lost another part of it this morning or what, but uh, might be game time. Might be game time. Anyways, uh, what I wanted to, boy, what I wanted to talk about today, uh, problem solving, being a, or rather, being solution oriented sorry being solution oriented um, I was telling my you know some of my partners and my employees uh, the other day in one of the companies that you know we were, we were having a meeting just kind of um, just touching base with each other each department and all that and you know there have been a lot of little problems here and there that have kind of sprung up recently and uh, to nobody's fault, just normal things that happen in business. And a lesson that I was trying to impart on them was, listen, guys, when you bring these to my attention, try to also bring solutions. Not that so that I can be lazy. You know, you know what I mean? Not because I don't want to solve the problem or because I can't solve the problem, but I want to know how you would solve the problem, especially if you're responsible for the outcome to some degree, right? So a lot of people are not solution oriented. They're hyper fixated on the problem to the point where it brings about this state of mental and sometimes even physical paralysis, right? Where <clears throat> they're unable to think clearly, unable to think about anything other than the problem that they're, that they're facing, right? So I want to talk to you about becoming solution oriented. Let me run inside here real quick. All right, we're back. <clears throat> so being solution oriented, um, I think the, the highest paid people on the planet are the ones that solve problems, right? That's just a fact. Name any billionaire, and I'll show you somebody that solved a lot of problems. Any millionaire, somebody that's solved an, an immense amount of problems, right? <clears throat> the more money somebody has, the more problems they've solved. Usually. Usually. So... Hold on. Sorry to check my phone to make sure my wife didn't call when I was in there. <clears throat> so, let's walk through the process. When, <clears throat> let's go through like what a normal person does. What a normal person is, <clears throat> damn it, what a normal person is presented with a problem. Okay, the first thing that they have is an emotional reaction, which is normal for just about everybody. But So the first thing that happens is they have an emotional reaction. 
So problem comes up, boom, big emotional reaction, whether it's, it's usually fear, right? The second thing, after the emotional reaction, fear, anger, worry, sadness, probably a mix of all of those things, depending on the severity of the issue. What happens after that? They start to think worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, what happens to me, us, this, my situation, whatever, if this problem really takes hold and doesn't get solved? Right? So first they have an emotional reaction. Then they start to think worst case scenario. What happens then? They start to play to not lose instead of to play to win. You guys understand there's a big difference. I'm going to say that again. They start to play to not lose instead of playing to win. I I think yesterday was a year. It's been not a year, but... What was it? I don't know. Eight years, ten years anniversary of the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. We're at halftime. Tom Brady and the Patriots are down 28-3. to And they started printing newspapers calling the Atlanta Falcons the Super Bowl winners already at halftime. News, I don't know how many of you knew that. Newspapers all around the world started running the story with the halftime score as the headline. And, uh, of course, all of those papers ended up in the trash because you had Tom Brady, right? We're going to talk about that more in a second, but what happens is people start to play to lose, and that's not what Tom Brady did. But most people, they find themselves down 28-3. to They come out of the tunnel after halftime just trying not to lose or just trying not to lose any worse, Right? They try to manage the distance between this. Okay, well, you know, we're down 25 points. Let's not lose by any more than 25 points. Let's only lose by 14, right? Which there's a whole aspect of risk risk mitigation and things like that that we can talk about in different episodes. Sometimes you're going to lose no matter what, like no matter what, and then it's about controlling the losses, uh, but that's that's way farther along uh, and down the line. So people start to play to not lose. And what happens then? The mix of emotion, all of the worst case scenario possibilities swirling around in their head, coupled with a playing to not lose attitude, people often exacerbate the problem and make it far worse because they they stop making good decisions. Any decision made from a place of fear is not a good decision outside of running from a wild animal. You know what I mean? Fight or flight is to is to preserve our lives, right? And what happens is, and the last thing they do is they, number four, is they assign a massive amount of overestimated significance to the problem. Oh, no, this is going to ruin me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, this is the end. They start to go full doomsday. So it goes from imagining worst case scenario to playing to not not lose to essentially (laughs) believing almost that you're going to die, that this problem is somehow going to take you out of the game. Now, let's talk about what a winner does. 
what does a winner, what does a problem solver do? What does somebody like Tom Brady do when he's down 28 to 3 at halftime, right? First is emotional regulation. First is emotional regulation. Now, that doesn't mean that you're still not going to be afraid. Doesn't mean you're still not going to have some maybe anger or sadness depending on the problem. But the first thing you need to do is to regulate your emotions. So I can remember seeing Tom Brady's face, and it was just the look of a stone cold killer. He wasn't freaking out. He wasn't, you know, the dude was just stoic, right? So the first thing that problem solvers do is they regulate their emotions. They do not allow their emotions to gain complete control over their thinking, which brings us to step two. So if you remember, losers will then start to imagine all the worst case scenarios. Winners, after regulating emotion, are able to think clearly and imagine best case scenarios. What happens? How do I use, number one, how do I use this problem to my advantage? And number two, what does the scenarios, what are the possible outcomes if I'm able to turn this around? Big, big difference in thinking. Big, big difference. Big difference in thinking, right? So then the winner starts to play to win as opposed to playing to not lose. The winner starts to play to win. They've controlled their emotions. They've imagined best case scenarios. And they start to play to win. How do you play to win? You begin formulating a comeback or a game plan where all the possible outcomes are you winning. And instead of doomsdaying, and this is the end of me, you change your perspective and say, this has happened for me, not to me. This has provided me with an opportunity to grow and learn as opposed to something that's gonna take me out of the game permanently that I'm not gonna be able to recover from, right? Critical mindset shift. Critical mindset shift. And at the very core of it is what I just said. It's this is happening for me versus this is happening to me. The more to me that you have in your head, the more of a victim you are, and the more, the less control rather that you have over the eventual outcome and circumstances. So if you remember E plus R equals O, event plus response equals outcome. We can't always control the events that happen to us, but we can certainly, certainly control our response. And through controlling our response, we are able to dictate the outcome. Does it make sense what I'm saying to you today? So, you need to learn how to become a problem solver, a winner, somebody like Tom Brady. Because that will make you successful in literally any endeavor. Are you out of your fucking mind? This lady was in the left-hand turning lane and just decided last second she's not going to turn. Of course. Yeah, you look really American. 
tell you what. Yeah. I got these people, you know, I just, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna change topics here before I say something not nice. Lady almost sideswiped my truck and I just got it back. She's in the left-hand turning lane and I'm coming up on the right and just last second she just decides that she's not turning anymore. And we were at a yellow light too, which made things even worse. Literally almost smashed into the side of my truck. Um, so anyways, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the episode is become a problem solver. And those are the steps. So learn how to get good at this uh, and it'll change your life. I promise you promise you this is one of the more important skills that you can learn all right i love you guys let's get it i'll talk to you soon